Life Audio. Hi, everybody. It's me, Cynthia Garrett. I'm an author. I'm a television personality. And most importantly, I'm a girl who really loves Jesus. And that's why I'm really proud to host and have created Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. It's an amazing series in which we are real girls having real talk about real issues while figuring out how to walk in our real faith. I'd love to share a little snippet of our show with you right now. My co-hosts and I are talking about finding your true identity. Who are you and what defines you? What is your identity? That's a question that a lot of people struggle to answer. And too often people base their identities on what they do from their jobs or uh, to their roles in relationships. They define themselves by these pursuits, right? But by doing so, they significantly limit their lives. The truth is that God intends for all people to find their identity in Christ. Now, if you're a Christian, your identity encompasses all the abundance of being a beloved child of God. Here's how you can start living your life fully in Christ, keeping in mind that your identity is focused in Christ and Mm -hmm. found in Christ. So if you use these, this, the list of things that we're going to go through, these 14 things that God calls you and how he identifies you, if you use these things to remind yourself who you are in Christ, as a believer, you can successfully get through a lot of the struggles that you're going to go through more than once. You know, a lot of times different seasons just bring different struggles and, and different kind of identity attacks. You know, uh, Christina Boudreaux is going through some health stuff. So that's going to bring her to an identity uh, journey that's different than the one that maybe she was having last month, right? Nova's been through an incredibly challenging time, you know, in ministry with a ministry that she's sewn into for over 20 years. And I can guarantee you that has caused her to go through some identity attack and to journey in a new way, you know, and, and struggle in a new way and overcome in a new way. So the first thing, uh, the first point on this list, which I want to just share, and this is an interesting one, you guys, that it was first, because I don't think any of us often think of ourselves this way, but the fact that you've placed your trust in Jesus Christ is enough to qualify you to be a saint. And first and foremost, the things about your identity that you need to know is that you're a saint. Even though you're going to struggle with sin while you live in this fallen world, your core identity as a Christian is as a saint, not a sinner. And you can always count on Jesus to help you overcome sin in your life. You've all heard the saying, a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. Mm -hmm. So keep getting up, keep getting up because in your identity in Christ, you are a saint. So rely on his help to resist temptation. And when you do sin, confess and repent. Maintain attitudes of humility and gratitude for God's grace because that's what helps you become a saint. It's what qualifies you as a saint, his grace. And in Ephesians 2.19, it says, Now, therefore, you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. And Colossians 1, 11, 13, 11 to 13 says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might 
so that you may have great confidence, great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. You're a saint. You're a saint. Romans 8, 27 says, love the Lord, all you saints. The Lord preserves the faithful. Ephesians 3, verse 17 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you, all of you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height of God. So the first thing you need to know is that you're a saint. And I guess, I mean, before I move on with the second thing you need to know, which is that you're blessed, um, Nova and Christina, do you often think of yourself as a saint? Whoa. (laughs) I mean, being acknowledged as virtuous or holy. (laughs) So it's, it's interesting I don't think that I put that on like a piece of clothing, but it is very interesting to me that God looks at us through Jesus and he sees us as perfect. I definitely do not often say uh, saint, oh, Nova the saint, like because I don't think of myself as holy or virtuous or regarded, but because of Christ, I am. I am. And I have to know that and be able to walk it out. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that, if that makes, if that makes sense or like, I'm just saying, I guess I agree with you, Cynthia, but it is not on the tip of my tongue. You know what? I feel, I feel like a saint today. Right. (laughs) Right. St. Nova. I mean, it's not how I think of myself. No, I don't. And honestly, I mean, I asked this question, you know, of all of you guys, but I mean, I think I know the answer is that we don't necessarily walk around thinking of ourselves as saints, but you know, it's, you read something like Ephesians two nineteen. you know, now, therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. I mean, us together right now, listening or watching, we're part of the household of God. You know, we're fellow citizens with each other and we're all saints. And it is kind of crazy, but there's some beautiful promises that I think if we stood in because he, because of Christ, he sees us as saints, we would go much more confidently through our day. Like Romans 8, 27, which I read, and I love these supporting scriptures for this point, right? Because it says, love the Lord, all you saints. Okay, so you got to know your identity as a saint in order to stand underneath these scriptures. Love the Lord, all you saints. The Lord preserves the faithful. So hold on a second. It says to me, if I know I'm a saint, I know what is promised to me, that he's going to preserve me because I'm found faithful. But if I don't know that I'm a saint, if I don't know that because of Christ, I stand before God as a saint, I also don't know that he preserves the faithful, you know, and it's almost like I can look at you, Nova, and see it. I can look at you, Christina, like, and see it, but you got to see it and it has to be real for you too. Because I think about what you're going through health-wise, CB, and it's like, well, I know you're a saint. So, and I know you love the Lord. 
So I also know that Jesus' name, his very name, Jesus, Jesus is power, freedom, breakthrough. Jesus, just the name. There's so much power in the name of Jesus that I believe what he says. He says that the Lord will preserve the faithful. So he's going to preserve you, Christina. You're not going to be having joint pain for long. He's healed you. You're faithful. He's faithful, you know? And do you see yourself as a saint when you're in a struggle, especially a health struggle? Because pain can cause you to doubt a lot of things. Yeah. You know, it was actually at the beginning of August when I was home because I was on the road for a lot of months on tour that I, you know, took a month of rest and, you know, just like, actually it was more like a couple of weeks, like, and just have been having more intentional rest since then, just like rewiring my, the rhythms of my life. And I asked the Lord, you know, one of my favorite books is uh, the Calvary road by Roy Hessian. And he talks about how revival begins with brokenness. And I asked the Lord to break me, you know, that like, so that I could be that vessel, you know, so that the rocky parts of my heart can become clay or like that marred vessel. Like it talks about in Jeremiah, like that marred vessel can often be our heart so that that marred vessel could be broken down and rebuilt by the Lord. You know, I asked him to break me in a specific way. And I think because I've gone through so many things emotionally in my life, like when things emotionally happen, it often doesn't break me and bring me to my knees. I'm always on my knees, but it doesn't bring me to my knees in a way that I think um, that I want it to be broken because I haven't gone through like anything that emotionally extreme as of late. And so I asked the Lord to break me and basically like that was when the pain started, you know, like extreme over the months of August into September. And there was a night the week before last week where the pain was, was so bad that I broke and I just like wept. And then I got back from like the Calvary uh, leaders conference last Wednesday um, night. And I just like wailed cause I was in pain. And then I got, and then that Thursday night I was with a lot of our whosoever's team and I asked them to lay hands on me. And I literally like, I usually don't, I don't think I ever really break down in that way in front of people, but it was like, you know, when you're completely just undone, like it was one of those moments, you know, like that kind of breaking, like he cracked me wide open. And what came from my heart and I had to repent after was like, Lord, I've been faithful to you. You know, I've poured out my life for you and I still do day in and day out. Like is is this my reward for being faithful to you, Lord? You know, and I, and I had to really, cause that was just the honesty of my heart, you know, where, where I think I was allowing, cause that day, you know, I called my cousin who is a doctor and she's my age, you know, she knows my family history. She knows what I've walked through with my family cause she grew up next door to me. And her mom, when I actually moved out of my parents' house said, Christina, I'm proud of you, you know, cause she's a believer. And she said, I'm proud of you for finally living your life, you know? And my cousin said, Christina, the trauma you've gone through up until you were 30 years old, extreme trauma your entire life. And that stress you lived under is now attacking your body now that you're in your 30s, even though you've been free for two years, you know, living where you live. And so I'm thinking, so all of that's going through my mind, right? 
Then I have friends that are like, hey, you could have Lyme's disease. You could have this. You could have that. And so my cousin was like, you know, I think you should go see it because rheumatoid arthritis runs in my mom's family. Lupus, all the things. And she's like, you got to go see a rheumatologist to get your blood, you know, work done to see if it's in there. And, you know, when she was saying that to me, I'm hearing, you know, the trauma stuff. I'm hearing that stuff. And I'm thinking, like, that's a lot of money. Like, I don't have that right now. All of these things, right? So by the time I got to my friend's house, you know, where our who service team was at, I was very angry because of what I was going through and also angry that I'm now facing the consequences of the trauma I came out of. There was all this stuff, right? But I asked the Lord to break me and not in that moment, but in that season. And so that night he did. And it was so human because I had a moment where my friends, when I couldn't believe that I was, you know, I was allowing my what I was going through and my infirmities and that identity to be greater in that moment than the Lord and who he says that I am. And I just was in so much pain that that pain was overwhelming me. And in that moment of breaking down, my friends just deposited, they all laid hands on me, just deposited God's identity back into me, you know, and just reminding me who I am in Christ, what he's called me to do, even going back in the modeling industry and all this stuff. And so I think in those moments like that moment, you know, where God broke me and it's been awesome. Like I have never felt so close to the Lord as I have felt in this season. And I think physical infirmity breaks you in a way that emotional infirmity doesn't, you know? And, um, but in those moments to my friends out there who are struggling with physical infirmities, when you allow that to become greater than who Christ says you are, you know, it's in those moments that you might need to call a friend and have them remind you of who you are again, you know, because I needed that. So to continue listening to what you just heard and to discover other episodes, I really want to invite you to visit us at lifeaudio.com or you can search Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget, we release new episodes every Tuesday and have more than 50 episodes available for you to listen to for free right now. And you can find links to the podcast in the show description. Some of my favorite episodes are like impossible to name right here, but I do love everything we're talking about in reference to your identity, because I think we all want to know who we are and why we're here. Thanks for listening. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.